0: This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Hi, and thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to a Thousand Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, Mark Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm your host. I'm the Clydesdale. We like to do fitness, and these are my friends. Uh, These are two new special friends, uh, Nick Simpson and Olivia Sulik. Um, I met Nick at Wadapalooza in the food court um, and got to sit down and chat with him for a little while. And that was pretty awesome. And we just kind of talked about Olivia a little bit and what she has going on. And we talked about coaching and and the perspective that he has. And so I wanted to get them on to kind of talk about it again, only go a little bit more in depth um, and have them together to kind of discuss the relationship they formed and where Olivia is headed in the future. So welcome, guys.
1: Great. Yeah, appreciate it.
0: So we were saying uh, Olivia, you have, you are only 18 years old, but you have been around the sport for a very long time.
1: Yeah. So I first stepped into a gym when I was 11 and then I started competing when I was 14.
0: So when you went in as 11, were you doing other sports and this was just going to help you in like the off season or you just liked fitness
1: Uh, So, yeah, I started just more for fun. I was doing gymnastics at the time. I didn't start CrossFit as an attempt to become a better gymnast. I like to preface, I was not a good gymnast at all. I just kind of was doing it because my sister did it. And I just kind of did CrossFit for fun. And it slowly took off after that.
0: So you started 11. What what was the first moment you thought... Hey, I could, I could be kind of good at this.
1: It probably wasn't until I did my first competition, which was waterpalooza in 2018. I was, I had no idea how good I could be. I remember going to the 2017 games when I was 13 and having like no confidence in myself. I knew I was turning 14 the following year. And I could not see myself doing what the teenagers were doing at that time. So my belief wasn't very high when I started. And it wasn't until I qualified for Wadapalooza. And I think I placed top five and I got third at Wadapalooza. And I realized, okay, I think I can do this.
0: <laughs> so, Nick, um, when did you first see Olivia and you see the potential in her?
2: Um, when I first saw her, she, I was, um, you know, I knew her and her mom because they were at the gym and Olivia wasn't. So I was actually at a gymnastic camp where Olivia was a, a participant. We were just talking about it today. We think she was nine at the time. So, I mean, that was a ch- first time we like interacted, but when she started coming to the gym to our, at our CrossFit kids class, and I was just coaching the regular classes, the classes didn't line up perfectly. So basically the kids class, they had like a lingering 30 minutes, and this kid kept coming up to me and asking if there was anything else she could do to get stronger. And it was Olivia Solik. And just there wasn't anything physically outstanding, but just the work ethic, the, the interest in wanting to do more and be productive. And she took it all very, very seriously. And it didn't take long before I was kind of like, you know, you should you should do a lot more of this and a whole lot less of anything else. <laughs>
0: Did it take you all the way to Guadapalooza
2: or did you have an idea before she went? I had an, yeah, I had an idea before that because actually the year before that Guadapalooza, I I was down there competing on a team and I remember FaceTiming Olivia and her mom. And I like FaceTimed in a way where, you know, the the teens were behind me and I was like, you could be out here next year. And you know, they were like, I can remember them laying on the bed and they were kind of like, oh, have fun. And then I got off the phone, I'm like talking to my wife, and I'm like, she's gonna be out here next year. And so just like small things like that where I basically would just try to like deposit little seeds of confidence or just like I believed in her, she could do it. And then finding as many stories as possible and just like brick by brick, she kind of built her belief. And then obviously doing some workouts and then like seeing her do comparatively good to some of the games level athletes. I we were I was able to see that kind of as we were getting ready for Waterpalooza. So then obviously seeing it, Wadapalooza was the first time seeing with my eyes, but I was hopeful before, based on how she was doing So in two thousand
0: eighteen, you went to the games, and that would have been after that first Watapalooza that gave you the confidence, yeah. and you you did okay i I believe you won yes, yeah, so first overall, in the 14 fifteen year old division mm-hmm. as a 14 year old yeah. So what was that first experience like at 14 years old, going to the games and getting to stand on the top of the podium?
1: So first I'll start by saying, I remember when I was making the decision to switch to just CrossFit and stop doing gymnastics. And I remember this conversation very vividly. Nick came up and he was like, Olivia, I think if you keep on doing gymnastics, you can go to the CrossFit games as a teenager. And I think if you quit gymnastics, I think you can win. And for me, I was like, yep, done, sold. And that was just kind of like the last straw. And I'm like, I'm investing in CrossFit, everything I have. So starting that 2018 season with Wadapalooza doing pretty well. And then the Open, I won, which once again, my belief still wasn't fully there. So just continuing to build with the Open win and the online qualifier win. And then having that games win, it just, you know, all the hard work pays off right there. It was definitely a surreal moment. Um, One that looking back, I probably wish I would have soaked in even more than I did.
0: (laughs) So as a coach, Nick, how do you take that win and build
2: off of it? Um, Well, that was hard to do in the moment, honestly, because it was – like Olivia said, I mean, it just kind of happens and it happens kind of fast. But to, before she, before we actually won, one of the things I, you know, cause we were definitely watching like, you know, Haley Adams and Kayla Stefano and we were, I was well aware that teenagers were not going straight to the games. There was some type of a drop off where athletes either getting burned out or hurt, or maybe just hadn't figured it out yet. And so I pretty much was telling Olivia and her mom, I was like, my goal was when you're 18 that you're able to compete at that time I was looking at regionals, basically, and I was like, you want to be in that top 100 in the in your region, top 40, whatever, so you can compete 18, you know, and start kind of building that way. So for her to win the games, you know, it was after I had said that. So basically, I just kind of clung back onto that where I was like, hey, this is a possible outcome of trying to be a professional athlete. You could win the team games on the way up, but, you know, this isn't going to be your end goal. I had to kind of scramble because, you know, that's that's tough to go right into the sport and literally immediately get first. Cause everything after that, I mean, anything other than first after that's difficult to manage, but uh, just kind of held on to the big picture item of just, Hey, you want to be a professional when you're 18, 19, 20. So, you know, let's just keep, keep doing it. So
0: there, the athlete has to be different to win the team games than the athlete needs to be to get into the open division and get to the, the, the open part of the games, right. The big, mm-hmm. the big dance. So I noticed like the placings went down a little bit as you move through the teen division. Was that because you were work building for 18 and the open division? Or was it just something that happened along the way? Uh
2: you going to go first, Olivia? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You take <laughs> I think I think for I think um it was always big picture because for me, but I mean, still, it was very competitive, you know, because then the following season, Emma Carey steps on, you know, we were always very competitive with with Mallory. Um, there were some other names through the years that, you know, we were very competitive with in the beginning. So it was definitely a blend. Big picture. I wanted to make sure Libby was healthy, moving right, um, properly developing, understanding how she needed to eat, what was healthy for a female athlete as they're growing. We were interested in that but then also you know it was very competitive and we were interested in just just showing up we still wanted to compete to our best so it was a blend and something that we figured out kind of along the way and just tried to do what made right with where we were at each year and every single year was you know is, is different you know now we're you know having to deal with kind of covid you know that's kind of like the last two years that we've dealt with that but then you before that you know olivia's back was olivia's back was feeling achy so we had to manage things that made sense for her just as an athlete looking at big picture and that's hard to do in the moment, but we tried our best, you know? And, and
0: if just by what you said, and this, this isn't even in my notes, like that probably is the greatest time in female teen games history, right? Like Emma Carey, Mal O'Brien, Olivia, <laughs> like you're talking some, some people moving into yeah. the top dog area uh, up into the open division. And yeah. then Last year you go up against Emma Lawson in a in a battle where you two dominate the the rest of the competition by over 150 points. And and so what was what was that head-to-head competition like? And did you gain something from being able to do that?
1: Yeah, so as far as like programming goes, Nick does it all and I just focus and you know give it my all every day so as far as what you were just talking to him about about whether we're playing the long game or you know focusing now like Nick said it's a blend of both but as far as it goes for me like just giving my all every day is what I do and I let Nick kind of take care of everything else but competing with Emma was an amazing experience obviously I would have loved to have qualified as an individual or gotten the chance to compete with Emma and Mal again But competing with Emma was a lot of fun, was great to learn and, you know, see where my strengths and weaknesses were. I definitely got better in a lot of areas. And even though we, like you said, dominated that division, those are still some great athletes that I got to test up against.
0: Yeah. And so I I love what you said about that you, Nick does all the programming and you just come and work every day.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So I want to talk about this because... In, in today's CrossFit, there, there are two camps, right? There's the camp camp where people are going to these camps and working out as a big team. And then there's the independents that are um, working out with just a sole coach. And I had Annika Greer's coach on a week ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we had, a, we had a talk off air about how all the benefits of having a coach totally dedicated to you. Do you feel that? Um, And is that the reason that you and Nick are just the two of you?
1: A hundred percent. I think me and Nick, we have a very special relationship. We met, I think when I was 10 and I literally grew, he watched me grow. So we are so tight, just not only with him, but his family. Like we really are a big family. Uh, Competitions are family and like day to day we're family. And I think that, you know, transfers over into training too. We genuinely care about each other. I get his attention. I get his time. He is so devoted to making me the best athlete that I can be. He's given up so much for that. And it's for sure why I've been with him for this long, just his dedication and commitment to me.
0: Yeah, I got the same sense from Annika that her dedication to Brett is like your dedication to Nick. Um, Mm -hmm. That close bond in those one-on-one relationships just seems so strong. And there's no question that 100% of Nick is going to you.
1: For sure. And I think what's also great is like, we've grown together. When I started CrossFit, you know, Nick wasn't a world-renowned coach. He was just the closest guy around that could help me get better. So he would just kind of give me a few extra tasks to do. And we've really grown together. And I think what makes Nick so special is his desire to grow and learn. Um, And I love how we're doing it together. I don't think that's something a lot of other people have.
0: So Nick, what do you do on the day-to-day to make sure you're
2: giving Olivia the best opportunity as a coach? Well, it's definitely day by day, you know, because I've got a family and my, my wife's very busy. So we are communicate. Olivia and I communicate daily, definitely multiple times a day, trying to coordinate schedules. And uh, when we can't coordinate, we use technology to our advantage, where she's either sending me a bunch of stuff, but it's really just consistently making sure that I'm learning. I consistently follow you know, several other programs. I listened to, you know, there's so many coaches that I've either met or, you know, there's even more that I admire that I just follow and listen and just keep my mind sharp. And it's just, when I'm always thinking about it like that, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else basically. So it's just kind of a constant thing that I'm making sure that I'm growing. I'm making sure that the things that I'm trying to list or that I'm trying to learn and share with Olivia that they're landing with her and that she's, you know, obviously she's not going to want to do every single thing she wants to do that I tell her to do. That's how training goes, but interested and understands what I'm trying to learn and why I think it's important. Um, but it's, it's, it's day to day, just making sure that we're plugged in with each other and just, you know, being realizing we're on the same team more or less. So
0: do you take care of everything from nutrition to programming to, or do you
2: have other coaches that do specialize in those areas? Olivia should shout out her, her nutritionist. She's got, uh, she's got a coach that does her nutrition. Now I just do the programming and then, you know, just our regular, our regular relationship talks. And then just when I can share my experiences, I go from there, but Olivia has a, um, nutrition coach.
0: And that is Olivia.
1: Yeah. So I work with Alexa Caldwell from working against gravity. I've worked with her. Um, she's great. So she helps me out with nutrition Um, Other than that, it's mostly a two-man team. I like to say my mom is probably the third person um, during uh, competitions and everything. My mom is always by my side from something as simple as doing my hair. She'll drive me everywhere I need to go during competition. She'll cook all my food. So she's definitely, she'll book everything that needs booked. She is definitely a very, very big part of the team as well.
2: For sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she takes care
2: of me too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> everybody needs a mom uh, my co-host sure. make fun of me that that because I have two female co-hosts and a male co-host and my two female co-hosts say that that I need a mom while I'm on the road and they have to take that role because my mom isn't with me it's a huge x factor <laughs> it is and I'm not even competing that I'm that just happened. covering the sport <laughs> yeah um, so anyway we talked about um, the, the, the year against Emma Lawson, but also in that year you qualified (laughs) for the um, semifinals in the individual Mm -hmm. thing in the individual division at the Mac and got to compete on that big stage at the Mac. What was that like? And what did you learn from that moment that you're taking with you forward?
1: So first it was a big, big wake up call. Um, just there were a lot of workouts that I did not do as well as I thought I would do and it's very different from the teenagers where as a teenager I'm used to like leading the way everyone chasing me down and obviously when you're on the floor with like Tia, Brooke, Haley, Amanda that's not the case you know I was more chasing them uh, so there were definitely some workouts that I mean, day one, I straight up probably had one of the worst performances I've ever had. I definitely embarrassed myself on that floor. Um, I had some good performances. I did pretty well in Gretel. Uh, But overall, it was just a stepping stone of like, okay, I can, you know, take this, move on, even with not having some great performances. I was still able to like hang in there. I think I finished around like middle of the pack. So I'm still able to hang in there. I'm still within striking distance knowing I have so many different things I can improve on.
0: And you were 17 at the time, right?
1: Yeah, I was 17.
0: Yeah, so, and you finished, I think 16th out of 30, um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive at at 17. And it was one of the, probably the toughest um, semifinal for women uh, in the world. So-
1: it was. Hard, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you learn anything from like a preparation standpoint, like in between events, like how much rest you needed, how much you had to fuel, things like that. Was that different than the team division or was it pretty similar?
1: Um, I would say that's something I'm continuing to like learn. We are still learning like how to properly deload for competitions. We've varied that multiple times, still figuring out like, yeah, like what sounds good to eat in between. I think those are all things I'm learning. Definitely learned like some of my body parts just tend to like blow up more during competition and like doing a better job like taking care of those. So I would say it's a constant learning process um, throughout the games as a teenager and at the Mac and in that just all of those things just like constantly learning. And I think it's going to be kind of like a lifelong like as long as I'm doing cross it just like continuing to learn and grow and gain that extra one percent.
0: That's awesome. So um, I want to talk a little bit about um, the the going through the COVID period in CrossFit,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, the, the generation before you didn't really have to do that, right? That, did that add preparation to your mindset that you couldn't get anywhere else, right? Things are being taken away from you that, that you take for granted, How did that work on your mindset and what did you do to get through that?
1: Both as a coach and an athlete. When COVID started, it was, I was getting ready for the 16 to 17 year old games as a 16 year old. And I was just realizing like this situation is not in my control. The only thing that is, is my attitude and the effort that I put in every day. So luckily just we happened to get like a bunch of stuff for basement right before covid hit like knowing nothing about covid so it was perfect timing and that and i just kept on training um but i was dealing with a pretty bad back injury at the time i was in a back brace for a period of time i just kind of kept on training through it and then once the games got canceled i kind of like naturally used it as a time to slow down let my body recover Uh, and then you know give my body time to heal so I could be ready for the next season. In COVID, definitely, I mean, Nick can go more in this. We've definitely had our ups and downs with COVID just through this last Wadapalooza through the games. Uh, But I think it's just like realizing not everything is in our control, letting our bodies rest when we need rest, but just like focusing what we can't control and just maximizing that every day.
2: Yeah, I mean, the... One thing that I say about CrossFit is just like, it's the only sport that I know where you train 99.9% of the year and you only compete. These are rough numbers, you know, just barely less than one, well, less than 1% of the year. You know, I, I played basketball in college. So you play basketball for, you know, six months, you know, so half the year. So I mean, to, for COVID to affect us where you're doing all that training, I don't think we did any other competitions that year. And then all of a sudden, the game, you know, the games gets canceled. And so that was, you know, like you said, that's not really anything we'd experienced before. And a lot of times with my coaching style, I rely on my experience to be relatable to the athletes, to to Olivia, to anybody that I'm talking to. And I had no prior experience to basically my sport being canceled. And, um, you know, that was our that was our third year going into the games. We wanted to go have a good showing. And, you know, you're chasing that all year and it's going to you know, it's going to pay off. And, you know, Olivia being 16, I think she was 16 that year you know, that was a tough pill to swallow in the moment. And, um, again, we were able to still work out, but it was also a time to say, Hey, how can we have fun another way? And just like, just work out. And Olivia actually and I, we only live about three miles from each other. So things were shut down, but we were still able to get together pretty consistently. And, uh, it was a time that we grew, but it was a tough time in the moment. Cause again, we didn't have anything to really hold on to. There was no time frame when it would get better. Just like, it was crazy for everybody, but for us, we just stuck together. So you think it strengthened your relationship going through that? Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
1: He, like I said, he had just recently moved right down the street. So I was still seeing him every day. He would come over, he would work out. We would have some other people from our gym who are also higher level come and work out. So it's like not much change other than just the environment we were in, but we were still prepping for the games. We still did like a mock games weekend, like on my street where I live and carrying the sandbag in front of (laughs) all the Probably got some weird looks there, but yeah, like not much like really changed for us. And I think it just goes to show like this special bond that we have, like we can adapt and like we attacked everything together. And yeah, it didn't really feel like too much change for us, just grew us stronger.
0: So let's talk about Wadapalooza. So your first big competition going into this season. Um, and it's like, I, like I told you before we got on the air, that was my first time at Wadapalooza and people try to describe it. You cannot describe it. It is insane. no, You just have to go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you just have to go.
0: Yeah. It is insane. Um, I think it is more fun to attend than the games. Cause everybody's kind of there having a good time. Nobody's really under a ton of pressure, but you went out on that, that floor with some pretty big names and you threw down again. So it was kind of your first time back since the Mac. And how did you feel overall at, with this performance compared to that one?
1: Overall, I felt much better with my performance. Um With that being said, like I had a lot, a lot of strong performances and the hands and walk event and the strength event. I'm super proud of myself in the swim event. My swimming has come a really long way. Um, so I was really happy from that aspect. And I also was just happy in the aspect of there were a lot of workouts. I did not execute well at all. And just how I was kind of saying for the Mac, like I was still able to hang in there, um, and be competitive. So I, it just made me think like, okay, if I can have workouts, that I just didn't execute well. And I know with a couple of simple fixes and hard work in the gym, like I can get better at those. Like I can really have a future and I believe I can qualify to the games this year. So for the good workouts that went well, I was, you know, super encouraged for the workouts that didn't go well. Um, obviously they're hard to swallow but it was just encouraging like, okay, like I can do this. Like even with some bad workouts, like I have, I am within striking distance. Um, and yeah, definitely want to puzzle. Like I did not good at workouts. I thought I would do a lot better at, so definitely just like the, one of the main reasons we wanted to go down there was to grow. And we definitely did that. We faced a lot of adversity and overall, so like just a really great experience.
0: So Nick, how well does Olivia take the constructive criticism during a weekend like that? Or, or does she beat herself up too much with criticism?
2: does beating herself up she's really come a long way with that I mean the difference between 14 and 18 you know 18 you know there's just a major amount of growing that happens there just naturally and then her having a lot of great experience um she's grown a lot in that aspect when we get to competition weekend she really does get into you know a different type of mode she really doesn't get caught up in too much stuff um I've probably gotten good at knowing when to say things and, and when to maybe not say something. But typically, we keep it pretty short and sweet. I'll ask a couple of questions. I'll say a couple of things. And she typically needs a digestive time um, to digest. But I mean, there's multiple times that she bounces back even faster than I would even expect. I'll just be like, hey, you know, that didn't go how you wanted to go. But all you can do, the only way you'll feel better about that is having a good next event. And she'll just be like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, that's not that doesn't mean I can't have a, ne- a great next event. And again, that's what you want to see, but sometimes it's tough when you're when you're having some tough situations or you feel like you embarrassed yourself or whatever. But I mean, each competition, I see like another step where she just kind of, she's just focused. She wants to be there. She wants to get into those situations. She wants to be competing. She wants to, she's a competitive person. So she's really come so far in that aspect when it comes to competition weekends, she just kind of gets into that mode.
0: Apparently I need to get coaching from you because I still beat myself up on the daily workout. I do <laughs> And CrossFit Polaris, so. Um,
1: <laughs> takes i, I like, you that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely learning. He definitely has to help me with that. Um, just like on a day-to-day basis as well, just with all the little things. Yeah, He's definitely still a guide to me.
0: So <laughs> you had two top five performances at Wadapalooza in Dale and the Maya Bar Complex. Mm-hmm. And. You know, a lot of times they say that teenagers coming into the open division, the the piece they miss is the strength. And you crushed the Maya Bar Complex.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: So so how do so how do you assess that with your strength levels at eighteen against uh, the veteran field?
1: Yeah. So that workout was a big surprise. I knew I could lift all of those weights but i did not think i would place as well as i did in that workout so that was one where i'm like i'm stronger than i think i am and we Mm -hmm. definitely put you know an emphasis on strength like getting stronger because we realized like being a teenager you know a lot of these people in the elite division have been lifting weights longer than i most likely have so we did put a lot of emphasis in strength and realized i am a pretty strong athlete and it is an area that i can capitalize in uh, but then on the other side, it was like a lot of the metcons that I thought I would do better at, like I didn't. So putting like more focus into that now as we get ready for like open quarterfinals and semis.
0: So what was your favorite event uh, from the weekend?
1: Definitely the and Walk Um It was just really really cool. I was looking forward to that event all weekend. I love a good and Walk sprint event. Um, <laughs> I, I like sprint events and I love handstand walking. So like to put those two together um, was just amazing. And it being like late Sunday night under the lights, it was a chaotic day with the rain and the event getting changed and getting canceled. But like the fact that it wasn't canceled, that event wasn't canceled, and we like had that event to shine. Like going head to head with the top dogs and it being like that elimination style was like really fun to like see your name like being called out and like getting to run on the floor again. And, like compete for that top spot so finished second which is a little disappointing but uh, overall i was really really happy with that event
0: a little disappointing <laughs> yeah oh, i gosh. think we need to work a little more on the beat ourselves up there nick
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i wasn't disappointed just first would have been nice yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. i get it i get i think yeah. I get it. <laughs> all right so so what was the biggest learning moment from the weekend? And we'll go with Nick first on this one. Oh, biggest
2: learning moment. Mm. Yeah, I would just, oh gosh, that's tough. It's it's so tough. Mm. Just general CrossFit talk, I would say just the speed at which work needs to be done. You know, just getting that enhanced perspective of here's how fast the best in the world go because Again, one of the, the pros of having a camp of elite athletes is you get a chance to compare and contrast right in front of your eyes, where with me and Olivia, it's uh, I get to watch to see how fast Olivia can go, and then I've got to kind of imagine how fast other athletes can go. So, And, again, other athletes figured out without camps. I'm not necessarily making too big of an excuse there, but for me going to Autopalooza, that's always the type of stuff that I'm like, okay, I get a chance to see all these athletes now. It's time to collect as much information as possible. And I would say just the general speed um, – when athletes, when the top athletes know it's time to be aggressive, you know, that's a whole nother level that they'll go after it. So just soaking that in and just thinking about how do I get Olivia to be more explosive, to be faster, to, to know when to turn it on when it's not time, to not turn it on. So just piece the things together. So it's kind of just that the one big giveaway is just how fast the elites can really go when the money's on the line. And what are your thoughts, Olivia?
1: I would say he did that pretty well. Definitely as the field advances and as CrossFit progresses as a sport, I feel like longer and longer workouts are being treated as sprints. It's not just five minutes and under anymore. It's like, I feel like anything now, like up to like under 20 minutes, I mean, people aren't holding back. Um, So definitely just like getting better at Metcons. Um, Like I said, day one, I thought I would do better than I did I mean I didn't so it's just getting faster at those things like I said some execution things there were like some things just from like a lack of experience like sometimes holding how I like held the kettlebells in one workout or like how I strategized the first workout the flip sled just realizing there is like so many of the little one percents like the only experience can really teach you. So just like capitalizing on all of those. And I think that was what was so great about Watapalooza, even though there was a lot of events I would have done, would have liked to do so much better at, like I learned so much. And I think that really put me in a great spot for this upcoming season.
0: Were you able to make any friendships or relationships with any of the other competitors while you were at Watapalooza? Um I'm
1: trying to think. Page we powers. don't talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. I, I will say it was definitely intimidating it being like, I didn't know really anybody competing before. So it's definitely intimidating to start because you have like all these people who either been to the games or like trained together and have all these relationships. So, you know, at first, you know, it's hard because like I'm definitely out there aware, you know, I'm like, I'm the youngest one and everyone has all these relationships. It's a little intimidating. Like I was saying, like Paige Powers, I've competed with her as a uh, teenager before. So talked to her, met Annika, super nice. We hung out. Paige Semenza was super nice, kind of like taking me under her wing, you know, letting me know if I need anything. Um, Overall, though, like I had no bad experiences. Everybody was super nice. Uh, Danny Spiegel, super nice. Everyone who I talked to was like, Super nice, encouraging, especially that last day when the weather was like chaotic and we didn't do our first event till like 6 p.m. and no one had any idea what the workout was or what time we were going. It's almost like everyone was just kind of like helping each other out. Everyone's like, like we were like really in it together. Like it was just like a really cool experience. Um, So now everyone super, super nice overall.
0: What about you, Nick? Did you make any connections and contacts while you were there?
2: De- definitely. So some some brand new, like I mean, meeting uh Brett, Annika's coach. Um, I'm t- I don't know if I met, met anybody for the first time and really got a chance to talk outside of just shaking their hand. But again, this is maybe one or two times out of the year that I'm able to talk to some of my, you know, some of my some of my buddies. So I like I get a chance to pick their brain a little bit more and just see what their thoughts are. But I mean, I try to. This is a networking event for me. So I mean, I kind of it's kind of strange. I'm trying to be super present for Olivia for training, but I'm also again, trying to meet as many coaches as I can talk to as many people as I can to just learn and see what people are doing and to just share ideas. So I would say the new never met before met for the first time would be coach Brett um, and Anika. Um, but from there, just meeting friends from years past and um, you know, just listening to all the smart guys talking again, when you're back there with the elites, everyone wants it. Everyone's spending all year learning. And so it's, if you got your ears open, you can learn. So I didn't make the cut, Nick? <laughs> nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, you caught, you caught me in a moment of weakness. I was at that food court <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> now nah, you definitely. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you made the cut for sure. I was thinking <laughs> coaches, yeah. But I met, I met you for the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you a hard so, time, man so um the upcoming the season's coming like right around the corner what is it like 16 days to the open <clears throat> or something like that yeah um soon. yeah way too soon um so what are what does the season look like are you going to just train through the open because you that top 10 percent isn't a difficult mark for you to hit
1: mm-hmm.
0: are you going to train through that part and then just try to peak at semis this year
1: Yeah, so definitely the focus is qualifying to the 2022 CrossFit Games, so definitely we have a big goal on semifinals, Um, and like, so throughout the Open and throughout quarterfinals, you know, making sure I don't feel awful throughout the competitions, but like keeping that main goal in mind of like being ready and building on my weaknesses for semifinals.
2: Agreed, Nick. Yeah. 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 I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it's not that I, it's not that I'll take the open lightly, so to speak, or um, same thing with quarterfinals. I mean, it's still, there's still some value and there's still a lot of things you can kind of learn about, you know, what other athletes are, what athletes are doing, where they're at at that time. But as far as what we're going to be drilling, it's going to be, we're trying to go to the 2022 CrossFit Games and um, that's what we're focused on. So when
0: you punch your ticket to the games, what's the first thing you're going to do to celebrate?
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love ice cream, probably ice cream. Oh, uh, yeah, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Graders ice cream Cincinnati, Ohio is the best um, as far as and lint chocolate. And my friend makes some, me some pretty killer brownies, too. Big chocolate fan. So that's probably the things that come to mind. Okay, so- uh, but just also just, like, enjoying it with friends and family because it's – um been like a long journey, and you know, it's definitely been hard. Um, my family is like given up so much for me to do this. They are they want this just as much as I do. just like enjoying it with them. and I think that's something I'm like trying to like learn at how to do just like throughout like the day to day, just like be present and enjoy it because it's really I mean, Nick and I are the ones like most people see, but, we have, like so much love and support from so many people so i think it's just like enjoying it with them and realizing like it is a group thing i mean just from like so many people deal with me after like hard training days and i'm in a bad mood or like some days when i just want to cry like there's so many people that just like are there for me and like love me and support me so i think just like celebrating it with all of them like i'm really really excited for when that day comes when i qualify to the games and just like it's a moment like I'm like really, really looking forward to. It, and I'm just like, I cannot wait.
2: <laughs> For sure.
0: So you said the magic word um, as being an Ohio guy myself, Grater's ice cream. <laughs> <Me> <laughs> bad. Okay. Bad. So I got to know what's the go-to flavor.
1: Okay. So go to, if I only get one, it's black raspberry chocolate chip, their signature. Um, but I'm a big mocha fan. The coffee with chocolate. Big black <clears throat> um those are prop those are like the top three that like go in the rotation
0: so mine is black cherry chocolate chip
1: that one i really like that one too i like that one a lot too that's my mom's favorite
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's my number one and then the black raspberry chocolate chip if they don't have that one
1: so good i can talk about ice cream all day long
0: (laughs) the funny thing is you're talking about
2: something cool here some ice cream talk
0: (laughs) my my co-hosts um are adamant that fruit should not be in an ice cream
1: well like okay they're black normally i'm a die-hard chocolate fan like there's never too much chocolate their black raspberry chocolate chip though is yeah you gotta try it it's so good so so good
0: so i wish i wish my one co-host was here her name is amy her husband used to work at Grater's and if they messed up one of the pots, one of the French pots, they had to take it home.
2: Shoot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she was like, he would mess up stuff all the time.
1: Friend, uh, Sarah, who um, high level, also trains CrossFit high level uh, with Nick as her coach. Uh, the Grater family lives just like a couple houses down from her. So like she like all the that they have like in her community like the greater family is always there you know providing ice cream and all that stuff so i like i know where they live and it's just like yeah def, definitely jealous of her
0: so there's no restraining order is there No, <laughs> no. but could be someday could be could be Well, I am super excited for both of you in this upcoming season. I can't wait to see you at semis um, to cheer you on and hope you get to punch that ticket to the games this year.
1: Well, great. Thank you so much. I really really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I
2: appreciate it, Scott. It's been fun.
0: Yeah, thank you, guys. And we'll definitely have you back um, as we move through the season.
1: Great.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Scott.